morning, everyone. Hope everyone got their bellies full this morning with your pancakes and sausage and all the good fixings that go along with that. <laughs> sure smells good in here anyway, so. If you would, if you bow with me, we'll get started with our worship this morning. <clears throat> God, it's good to be here. Uh, thank you for sunshine. Thank you for uh, warmer weather, dear Lord. Thank you for blessing us the way that you do each and every day. Dear Lord, I pray this morning as we sing praise to you, as we pray, as we worship, as we gather around the table, dear Lord, I pray that, uh, that our songs can be sweet music to your ears, dear Lord, that we can remember your son Jesus, the, uh, the forgiveness that you've given us through him, dear Lord, for his body, his blood, dear Lord, the sacrifice of love that you show us each and every day through him. I pray that we can remember that as we gather around the table this morning. Dear Lord, and I pray uh, this morning that uh, your name be lifted up in everything that we say and we do here. We love you and thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I love you, Lord, and I
Scripture reading is going to be from John chapter 15, verses 15 through 17. John 15, 15 through 17. Jesus says, I no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from the Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit fruit that will last. And so whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love each other. Let's pray together. Father God in heaven, we thank you so much for a beautiful, just a beautiful day of sunshine that you've provided for us, Lord, uh, for all the ways you watch over us. For our health, for our presence of mind, our ability to get up this morning and to come here. We thank, we're thankful for each and every person that assembled here today, Lord. We pray that our service will be acceptable to you, pleasing in your sight, Lord. I pray that you can receive all the praise, honor, and glory. Lord, because you are due all the praise, honor, and glory that we can fathom up in our being. Lord, we thank you for saving us. We thank you for the gift of your son. Lord, uh, we are a bunch of people that struggle, Lord. We, we struggle with uh, different things. Each and every one of us do, Lord, if we're honest with ourselves. But you've provided forgiveness, Lord. The blood of your Son cleanses all of our sins, Lord, past, present, and future, Lord. And you provided a way for us to overcome death through the resurrection of your Son, Jesus, Lord. And we are eternally grateful for that. We thank you for the good news of that, Lord. And I pray that we can share that with others, Lord. pray that... Uh, this world's going through a lot of difficult things right now, Lord, but uh, one thing we know for sure is you are an anchor. You're an anchor for our souls, an anchor for our salvation, Lord, and we pray that that good news can be spread uh, within this building, but more importantly, in our families, in our, our uh, communities, in our uh, friends and the people that we're coming into contact with, Lord. I pray that they can see something just a little bit different in us that would make them want to ask questions and be a part of, uh, of your family as well. Lord, I pray for all those on our prayer list, uh, sick that we know of. There's many, many people on that list, Lord, ones we've mentioned, ones that's been uh, brought to our, our, uh, our knowledge. Lord, I pray that you would give healing. Father, that you would bless them with good health, that they would feel your presence, bless their families. And for those that's lost loved ones, I pray for comfort and peace. Lord, for those that you have healed, you've brought back to us, we are thankful for you for that, and we give you praise for that. Lord, we, uh, we pray that today... As we worship you, that our hearts can be open to your spirit. You can stir up that fire within us. Help us to just uh, leave all the worldly thoughts and things that that, uh, pull us down, Lord, that we can focus on eternal things. We can focus on you and the good news of your son. Lord, we pray that today, if uh, if there's anyone here in this group that uh, maybe come to the realization in their belief and their faith with you, Lord, that that faith has brought them to a point where they would like to make a commitment to you, Lord, that this might be the day of salvation for some here. They might come forward today with a repentant heart, turning from the, their focus and refocus it on you, Lord. 
and that uh, they would confess the name of Jesus as the Son of the living God. Lord, we pray that that would happen today, Lord, and that they would uh, submit to the command of baptism, Lord. We know there's nothing special about the water or the person baptizing, Lord, but it's all about you. It's all about the gift that you've given for us, Lord, and we pray that this will be the day of salvation for someone here, Lord. We thank you again for all you do for us, and we thank you especially for Jesus. It's in his name that we pray. Amen.
wonderful Savior. A wonderful Savior is Jesus my Lord, a wonderful Savior to me. He hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock, where rivers of pleasure I see. He hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock, that shadows a dry, thirsty land. He
wonder what to say when you come up here and I've come up with this and I hope I hope I didn't overthink this but fear versus love fear is mentioned in the Bible 365 times and I googled that information but fear Fear can fill you with doubt. Fear can take away your courage. Fear can make you run away. In Matthew 26, 38-39, Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. Then he went a little farther and fell on his face and, and prayed, saying, O oh my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Sorrowful. I looked up some of the meanings of sorrowful. Sad, unhappy, heartbroken, dejected mournful, heavy-hearted. Jesus was not looking forward to what was coming. I mean, who would sign up to go take a horrible beating, humiliated, nailed to a cross, and die a painful death? Not me. <laughs> Jesus was not afraid. He could have called an army of angels to his side if he wanted to. 
He went through this suffering because of love. He knew that love would overcome fear. Love, I looked up the love, and it had several meanings, and I, I kind of like this one. Love is an intense compassion with no thought of a reward. I mean, what loving parent, not fearing for their own life, would take on a grizzly bear to save their young child? Love. We're to love God with all our hearts, and we're to love our neighbors, even if he's a stinker. We're to love him. Love saved us so we can enjoy what is waiting for us in heaven. Jesus loves us now. He paid the price for our sins. He wants us to remember this as we partake of the bread and the fruit of the vine and what these, or these, these items represent. So if you'll pray with me. Dear Lord and blessed Heavenly Father, Father God, we, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the gift of your Son, that he come with great love and made a way for us that we could be in heaven with eternal joy. Father, we pray that as we partake of this emblem, the bread, that we'll do so in a manner pleasing to thee. In Jesus' holy name, amen. continue our thanks dear Lord and blessed Heavenly Father we, we thank you for this emblem the fruit of the vine which represents Christ's precious blood his blood that was the only thing that could wash the stain of sin from us that you would see us as white as snow Father we pray that as we partake of this emblem we'll do so in a manner pleasing to thee in Jesus' name
Amen. Let's all stand together. Oh, yeah. 
What, what was going on here uh, this morning, but just amazing how God works. Um, we started out singing, I love you, Lord, <clears throat> how great thou art, the greatest commands, love one another. Zach got up and read scripture about love. Price got up during communion and talked about love over fear. It's just amazing how God works, um, and I swear we didn't, uh, I promise we didn't talk to each other before all of that, but it's just, uh, it's a good day, so let's uh, use this song to, uh, to dismiss the class. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more, but the master of the sea heard my despairing cry. From the waters lifted me, now say, am I? Love lifted me, love lifted me.
Good to see you all this morning. I need to say um, to Tom and Brenda Counter and, and Tamara and Paul Harris and the dressback folks on the road and everybody. I mean, it's so easy to miss people who are not here in the mornings and maybe watching online. We miss you and we love you, but you guys right here, miss, I'm glad you're here. I don't miss you. You're here, but um, it's good to be with you, and let's pray together. We're going to just step on into this and, and let the Lord do what he will today. God, we love you, and we're so thankful for this day and all the blessings you shower on us every day. God, it's good to be in your presence with your people singing praises. Good to be um, with brothers and sisters who, Lord, who love you and uh, are growing to love one another. It's, it's neat to be together with friends, family, loved ones, um, those wrestling through life, but wrestling toward you. And God, I pray today that we grow closer to you and one another, Father, through this worship, but also in this time. I pray that you Remind us of the safe place that we should be, of the welcoming heart that should be in us. And Father, in all things, love, that's the thing that binds them all together in perfect unity. So thanks for this day. And Father, um, take care of your children this morning. Let this be one of those days that we leave here stronger than we came, more alert than we were when we got here, more on fire for you and one another. Uh, than we were before. It's a work of you that we could do that, God. It's not of us. And so we'll give you credit for all that. In your son's name we pray. Amen. So Sean said, yeah, love, love, love. It's everything, right? And the very heart of being able to belong or having a place to belong comes from a heart of love of Jesus and love for one another because there's no belonging. There's no loving without him. It is his wheelhouse. It's his identity, his sweet spot. And so in this series, you know, we've been doing this wonder, the wonder of community. We talked about, as we mentioned last week, wonder, unity with God. It starts with me. Last week, we talked about hospitality. Two weeks ago, hospitality. Last week, eating together, a table fellowship. And, and today, we want to talk about a place to belong. And God willing, we have next week, we'll talk a bit about identity, how, how we, who we are in all of this. But you know, um, when you think about a place to belong... I know when we get together um, and, and, and we start talking about these kinds of things, unless it's just you and me or just you and somebody else, sometimes, yeah, I mean, I mean if, if you're in those places, it's really easy to say, I just don't feel like I fit. I just don't feel like I belong. I don't feel like that's, you know, we get in a group together, it's like, oh, yeah, man, I love them, I love that. But, but you know, you remember, the, the, as we mentioned earlier, a few weeks ago, the song from Cheers, that, 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 be that just beautiful jingle that everybody loves, you know, sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. They're always glad you came, right? Those kinds of things our hearts seek for. The, 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 the want of being chosen to be picked. Uh, so many, uh, you know, when you're in junior high and high school and they're going to separate, you know, going to split up and, and pick teams. I see it every now and then at intermission. Who was the last one on the team? Well, Jacob Bull, of course, but he was captain, so he actually got to choose. I'm kidding, Jake. That was not fair. He brings a lot to the table. But I mean, I mean, but you know, there's, there's that power, that, that moment of, will I be picked? Won't I be picked? Where am I going to be picked? And, and, and it, it causes us this incredible feeling of lostness, of it does, I don't matter, I don't count, I don't belong. And it chases us through life. It's amazing right now in society, the, the, the heart of not belonging 
A lot of research proves that right now, like 74% of Americans feel like they don't belong in the very communities they interact with every day. Their local community. I don't belong here. Higher, evenly, somewhere with church folks, there's the battle of I don't fit, I don't belong. Well, I know we all have those stories. You all have your breakup stories or friendships that, that fell apart and things like that. I remember, um, and, and just growing up for some kids is just really tough. I remember a student who was a part of intermission in the not-so-distant past. You know, we, we would do some things together, and he would kind of stay back. And, and it took a while for him to start going on activities with us. And, and somewhere, um, Sean, so you remember some of this. Um, somewhere in this, in the, you know, maybe 2016, 17, I would make the comment to some of our people. It just was, it was intended, I just didn't know it would matter. I would, I would start to, you know, we would leave or they would leave to go home or we'd have an activity. And I'd say, hey, thanks for being here today. You're good for me. You're good for us. And, and I, I, I was stunned by the feedback of that statement. When people would come back and say, Man, she said that you said that she was good for you. He said you were good for him. He said you were, he was good for us. And it was so stunning, the response, because it was very clear they don't feel they belong. It's so important to belong with this one individual. You know, we went on, a, I think it was a Christmas shopping trip, and we smooth pulled back in here in the van, dropping everybody off, and he sat in his car. I know he was sitting in his car because he wasn't crazy about going home because he didn't feel he belonged at home either. And, you know, I drive out, start down the road, and he's still sitting here by the light pole in his car. And so I turn in Wayne and Armelie's and dodge back up in, come around and pull by his car. He rolls down his window. He goes, yes. And I said, I love you, bro. You're so good for us. And he said, what are you talking about? And he started, a tear just came down his face. I'm like, what do you mean what I'm talking about? Nobody's ever said that before. Are you serious? I'm like, why are we doing this right now? He's like, what do you mean? I said, why are you asking this question? Am I serious? Well, I, 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 I drive down the road. Did you hang out with us all day? Did we want your company, your presence? Did we choose to invite you? Yeah. Have you been around for the last four months? Yes, but I always do it just thinking it's all on me. Why haven't you gone home yet? Because after activities like this, I just want to sit and remember it happened. Because I'm so afraid it won't be here tomorrow. What? You got to be kidding me. I'm just me, man. There is nobody that should want to hang out with me. We're just us. There's nobody that should just feel that. No, wait a minute. Yeah, 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 there are. Because belonging, it is, we are made to belong. I have stories I could tell you of when friends got married and I was still single and they start hanging out together in married pods and suddenly I don't feel like I belong anymore. And the friction and the fracturing of those relationships because we forgot to know how to connect over those kinds of things because life changes a bit, but I didn't change. And that's hard for people, right? It's difficult for others. I remember being invited to a homeless funeral. One of our, that doesn't sound right. One of the guys we're working with in Honduras, um, 
about 10 years ago. He worked with us on a Saturday and on Sunday. He, Sunday morning, um, his old gang took his life. He's going to get some milk for, for breaking chains. They, they put him off into the woods, took his life, and uh, we hear the story. On Tuesday, they're going to have this, um, the wake, and we're invited, and some of you heard this story. You've been here. Invited to the, to the, to the wake, uh, just three of us guys who were pretty close to him and gotten pretty close to his, his company of, of those who, are, who don't have homes in Honduras. I don't know how to say it well. Um, when we get to this place, you know, in, in, in Tegucigalpa, it's a very poor city. It's like 1.7 million, but, but everybody there, most everybody there is so poor. And, you know, you have a light, a dim light on one street corner, and then it's kind of dark, and you have a dim light on the next street corner, and then it'll get kind of dark. And you have it's just kind of eerie, creepy, awesome. But the, but the funeral, you know, when it's time to go to the funeral, we drive down t- downtown where we usually do some feedings. Then we drive down an alley, and then we drive down a hill where there is nothing anymore into kind of on the riverbank. And you're right in downtown, but it's built on all this. You know how a lot of the developing countries, especially Central America, that just built on all those cliff sides and hillsides. And we're down this ravine area, and there's this just kind of a shed. You know, it's, got, it's a, like, a, like a shelter house, but it's got bars all around it for safety. And there are like 250 folks who are homeless. And there are the three of us from here, uh, the college, a couple of college students and myself, and then Amber and, and Michael and Courtney and everybody else were homeless. People, humans who loved us so much, I felt I belonged. It wasn't difficult for them to just reach out to one another as long as you weren't threatening to them. And, and Kevin grabs my arm and drags me around to everybody, introducing me. This is, this is Jamie. This is Yummy. That's what he, you know. Um, he's about 19. He's my papa. Yummy, my papa. Yummy, my papa. And I'm meeting all these guys and girls, that went, and they're just like, hola, como esta? Um, you know, and we just talk through. And, and, and the evening just is so cool. So I, I felt I belonged. I didn't have to be anybody but me. And I didn't talk except, you know, broken, very limited broken Spanish. I didn't do anything but smile, be glad to be there. But I felt I belonged. I was welcomed in. And the sense of belonging is a huge deal. And, and that's why, just for a moment, if we could step outside of this and I could give you a bit of coaching from, from a perspective differently. That's why, we, that's why we do the things we do. At work, you want to belong. You get, you're part of a club, man. You're going to play pickleball at the racket club. You're going to play basketball. You're going to join a workout group. You're going to pay the fee to invest your life and your time in a community where you belong. You're going to pay a fee, rightly so, for your kids to belong. You're going you're gonna to encourage them to be on that team. And when the coach says, hey, they're getting a little behind. You need to play on this travel team. You're going to say, it's worth the money. Why? Because I want them to belong. It's worth the effort. I'll drive wherever to help them belong. And you invest your time and you invest your life and you invest your wallet to make sure that they belong and they're advancing in their belongness. If it's, if it's chorus, if it's choir, if it's band, if it's acting, if it's sport, 
If it's whatever, you invest the time to prove, to show they belong. A question. Belonging is so important. Do you ever look at your phone app, your, your, your bank account app, to see how much of your life you value belonging? How much of your life is invested in belonging? And then a statement, a question, another question. Do you ever evaluate the time you invest in your spiritual family, in your spiritual health, in your, the children, your children's spiritual investment. Because there's one thing for sure. We invest in everything that matters to us. So there's a sense of belonging. And whatever it takes, whatever it costs to help us and help them grow deeper and stronger, we make every effort. Here's the hard swallow. I hate this moment, but the reality is, if you look at statistics, right, what's your investment in their lives spiritually? I could say to you, hey, your kid's falling behind, man. I could say to you, I'm watching most Gen Z kids, and they don't care anymore. Not because I say so, because the statistics are there. Because I don't want them to fall behind anywhere, but the only place that's going to eternally matter is that they belong with God and here. And that you, Gen Z, I'm looking at you right now, that you know you matter right here. That your investment here is so incredibly important for us and for everyone. And I will tell you this, when you have a hard time, when you struggle, when even things get difficult with home or wherever, I will be available to you. You always fit with me. You always belong with me. The battle is raging and people sense less and less that they belong anywhere in life. Make sure you invest in what matters. And here's why belonging is important. By the way, that was a side note. Belonging, let's, let's, let's look at these things for just a moment. First, a definition. Let's look at a definition. A feeling of being happy or comfortable as part of a particular group and having a good relationship with other members of the group because they welcome you and accept you. A sense of belonging is one of humanity's most basic needs. And what we say is, I don't feel like I belong there. And what I would say, have you, we're trying to invest, man. We stink at it. So help us get better. And you come alongside and invest as well. Because investing and in belonging is both ways, right? It, it goes both ways. It cuts deep. And there's the stories of belonging. Now we're back to where we were. Why belonging is so important. I see you, Josh Carell. Belonging grows from a feeling of connectedness with others and a sense that you are part of something. These are all from Washington Post, um, the, uh, the New York Post. Some of those are from Harvard journals. I've just got a couple of quotes here. Things that matter, just some things I've read by things that, you know, we chase them a little bit. 
more than just an acquaintance between people or a group, belonging is all about being seen, accepted, and supported by others and doing the same for them. It's built gradually over, gradually over time with people that are supportive of us as full, authentic human beings. That's where you feel you're safe. We literally inherit our desire to belong. It's hardwired in our brain. Studies have shown that we crave connection in the same region of the brain that we crave food. And we experience social exclusion in the same part of the brain that we experience physical pain. Just some interesting food for thought. Food, yeah. Anyway, Jesus and stories of belonging. Let's keep the gas on this for a minute. You know there's a story. Yeah, Jacob Bow, that's funny. PowerPoint to you brought PowerPoint brought to you today by Jacob Bow and most Sundays when it's good. Um, the prodigal son, you know the story. Father, give me my, my inheritance so that I, you know, because I just want to move along. You may be familiar with this story. I hope you're familiar with this story. Luke 15, lost sheep, lost son, lost coin. Gives him his money. He goes, wastes on righteous living. He's just horrible, not righteous. It's wild and riotous is the, is the word in some of this, your scripture. He just lived a wild life. And when it's all gone, there's a famine in the land. He's hungry. He's got no one to take care of him. He goes and, and, and hires himself out to a farmer who's a pig farmer. Um, he's so hungry, he longs, to feed, he longs to feed himself, to eat the, the, the stuff he's feeding the pigs. And he comes to his senses. And that's what Scripture said. He comes to his senses. I, I'm going to go to my father and say, sin against heaven, sin against you, no longer to be worthy to call your son. Make me like one of your hired men. He's thinking in himself how well his, the, 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 the servants even have it in his father's farm. But he's living a difficult life. And this is what happens when he goes to see his father. Father sees him a long way off, comes and runs and falls and knees, begins to kiss him. And, he, and the son says, you know, <clears throat> Father, excuse me. While he's being hugged and kissed and everything else, excuse me, um, I've sinned against heaven. That's like, a, come on, read the room, son. <laughs> Check it out. You're forgiven. It shows all over your father's face the love that Sean was talking about. You belong here. Father, I've sinned against heaven and sinned against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. And, and, then, and then before he can finish, then make me like one of your hired men. The father says, bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For the son of mine was dead and he's alive again. He was lost and he's found. So they begin to celebrate. The story, you know, goes on to, uh, unfolds where the older brother, you know, struggling with the younger brother coming home. The son fits with the father. He fits on the farm. But it doesn't fit well with the older brother. Belonging is a big issue, even for those who are supposed to accept us. It's a big issue. But the story is supposed to, is supposed to inform you. When you read this story, you're supposed to be informed about what God is like. And how he sees you. That, that you know, this is you. Both. You are the prodigal son who, who needs to come home because you're welcome. And you are the older brother who's like, I know I belong here, but they don't belong here. And just depending on where you are in your life at the time, you're living out of both places. And the father's the same. My, my son has come home. Come eat with your brother. My son has come home. Come eat with your brother. And, and, and we're bouncing back and forth between who am I really? But God is about a place to belong. Jesus is about a place to belong. In John 15, I am divine, you are the branches, Those script, that scripture It'd be great to go home and read this stuff. You'll love it. But Jesus says this. He really says this to them. I no longer call you servants. Man, we love servants, right? 
If you will serve me and you'll look out for me, I will feel like I belong somewhere. Jesus says, I no longer call you servants because servants, a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I've called you friends for everything, everything, everything I learned from my Father, I've made known to you. Everything that we talk about in heaven, I told you. We and him, me and God are just hanging out, you know, checking out. I don't know the Grand Canyon. We're hanging out looking at the Pleiades. We're hanging out doing whatever. If he talked, I spoke to you. What we shared, I'm telling you. You know everything. Why? Because you belong with me. For everything that I have learned from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me. I chose you. You belong with me. I appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command that you, you belong to one another. You love each other. He's not done yet. He's talking about going on to, you know, uh, his crucifixion and dream, talking, telling them stories that are going to happen. And, 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 and they're like, um, you know, worried about it all. And he says, don't let your hearts be troubled. This is John 14. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? I'm, I, I, listen, I'm not going to stay here forever. You're not going to stay here forever. I'm going to go ahead of you. I've got a place for you. You come and join me. It reminds me of Shawshank Redemption, right? When you get out of prison, you look up. San Juan Taneo, I think was what it's called. Sometimes I just miss my friend. You know, there's a cool story about I'm preparing something for you. I've got you. Come find me. And if I go prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me. That where I am, you may also be. Because you're important to me. You're welcome to me. I want you with me. Back a moment. I need to say one more thing. I need, we need to do something. We need to practice something for a minute. Before we go to the next place, I need to talk to this side over here. I need you to say something. Say this, and you guys get ready, because I'm going to look at every face. Say, we, we, not me. Say, we, not you guys. Yeah. Say, we, Tim, I'm watching you back there, Zoe. Say, we, not me. We, not you guys. Next, we, not me. Dale, we, not you guys, over here, one more time, we, not me, Zane watching you, we, not you guys, can I tell you what irks me, this bugs me, not from my perspective, not at you, but we say things like, when the bingles are playing, we say, hey, we're playing today, no, you're not. You're not doing anything today. You're sitting at home on TV. No, we're playing today. But when it comes to this place, we say, you guys. Hey, Jamie, when are you guys going to? When Ohio State's on, we say, we are playing today. I love Ohio State, but I say, no, you're not. No, we're not. I ain't getting hit like that. I ain't doing that. We're playing today. No, you're not. But when we say, sunshine and this family we say you guys when are you guys going to do this when are you guys going to make this what are you guys doing about 
when it's Minford or the Reds or Wheelersburg or whatever, if you belong, if you since you belong there, we, we, we. No, you're not. But because of this place where it should be we, it's you guys. It tells me two things. One, you don't sense you belong here, and that's on me. Or you don't want to belong here, and that's on you. One or the other. And it ticks me off really bad at me for not making you feel more welcome. And it's you, not you, but at the game Satan's played in your heart and your mind through us that you don't feel like you're invested or a part of this. Because this place is the only place that will invest in your eternal, eternal life. Now, yes, God, wherever, and whatever church is seeking him. Yes, but this is where you are. This is where you belong. This is the only next step. And whatever it takes to get my kids to the next step, to assure, because one day, and I see this all the time, all the time, parents crying, I wish I had done something different. Could you please talk to my kid? And I'm like, where were you? What were you? Never mind, because that's an unfair statement. I really don't say that, but I hear it all the time. The thought of, because we're, we're so pulled in a million directions. So today's the day. It's we, not me. Right? It's we here. We, not me. Yeah. It, it's where we all buy into this place. And here's how this happens. I'm going to help you a moment with this, okay? Another, another slide, and then we're going to, two slides, we're going to wrap this up. In order to make somebody feel like they belong anywhere, this is not a game. This is just reality. It's not, a, it's not a smooth thing you can do to pick up chicks or to be cooler in the community. This is real life. In order to feel like somebody belongs in your world, they have to be invited. They don't just pick it up. They don't pick up on social cues well anymore. I don't notice your body language. What you need to say is, hey, I want you to come to this whatever. They need to be included, okay? Not just a, a random invite, but, but you matter, and let's make this work so you fit. You were better for your presence. And then the scene being seen, like not just a brushing over, but I see you. Like, I like your shirt. No, I, I like you. I see some gifting in you. I see some talent in you. I see some fun in you. You're goofy, man. I love it. Let's do this. Heard. Like the things that I say really matter. You're not just dismissing me as a bones with skin on it, another person in a pew or whatever, but that I matter because I'm here and valued and very important because God made you. You're part of this human experience for all of us, and you count with me. What a why. Why is Gen Z so distant? Why are the folks not stacking back into churches? This is why Jesus has gone extra, extra to make sure people feel valued. But Jesus has put it on the church to make it clear and to welcome everyone to be part of it. That they're comfortable expressing their opinions. I can say something, you know, shove it back in my mouth. I'm allowed to be wrong for crying out loud. It's okay. It's okay not to have this all together. I'd be stupid. I can say the craziest things. You know what Jesus does? All right, then. I knew you were that dumb. Now let's work on some stuff. And that's it. Feel accepted for who they are. Everything. 
I see you. I accept you. Appreciate it for that and able to invest. You got an idea? Yeah, here's the idea. Why don't, we, why don't you guys do it? No, 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 not you guys. You do it. You got the idea. God gave it to you. didn't give it to me. So invest. And here's some. This isn't making fun. When I put this together, it felt like making fun. Because we're just not good at this anymore. So some questions to ask if you struggle with being kind to people or nice to people or seeing people or hearing people, valuing people, wanting to be around people, wanting to invite people or whatever. If you struggle with any of this, I mean, surely you don't. But if you do, watch this. Remember when you were like the first time you ever talked to a girl? I don't want to forget this. This is me. So I write down these little notes, and I get all nervous and forget to look at the notes, you know. It's like, oh, what's your dad doing right now? What do you enjoy doing? Hey, Jacob, what do you enjoy doing? That's right. What matters to you? Josh Carell, what are you good at? Everything, of course. You know, Kathy Gillespie, what are your interests? What do you already know a lot about? Some of you don't need to ask that question. You're already glad to tell us. We love you anyway. You're accepted here. Yes, I see you. What helps you feel like you're part of a group? When do you feel like you belong and why? This is only an exercise, not in the flesh, but of Jesus. He was the welcomer of everyone. He was the lover of all. He was the one that we're always welcomed with. He's the one that we're always safe with. And to prove it, he died on the cross so that you and I could be his. He came and showed up. He invested himself fully in our lives. He listened. He heard. He cried. He mourned. He loved. He laughed. He healed. Then he died on the cross for all of us to be included eternally with him because we could not include ourselves. And he offers you that invitation today. You struggling with this? Why don't you come forward? And I'll have an elder pull up beside you who struggles with it as well. And you'll fight through it together. We'll work it out. If you've not given your life to him today, he'll say, come forward, man. An elder will come to you. They will immerse you into me. You'll be seen. You'll be heard. You'll be saved. But whatever your desire is, why don't you come as we stand and sing?
been good to be here, right? Yeah, it's been a great morning. Uh, I really appreciate the faces that, that I don't recognize on a regular basis. I'm glad that we have visitors here today, and I hope uh, that you've been encouraged uh, with our service. I want to look at the uh, prayer request line there first. Uh, there's several names there that we were used to seeing here on a regular basis. And, and then there's others that are friends and acquaintance, acquaintances of us that are listed on this prayer request. But I'm going to call out uh, Clyde and Penny Ball. Uh, Clyde's been moved to best care. And uh, <clears throat> we talk about his, you know, the different ailments that we have. But I, I would sum it up that Clyde is, Clyde is suffering from the ravages of old age. And I feel it creeping in on me. And it's going to happen if we live long enough. But Clyde's been moved to best care, room 74. And uh, he's a guy that we just all love. Uh, Greg Farrell, uh, Greg used to attend here. His family attends now in Piketon. And, and uh, he's at Rosemount Pavilion and very uncomfortable suffering from a stroke and he's uh, bed fast and like I say he he's very uncomfortable he really appreciates visits and cards to cheer him up. PJ Glauder regular attendee here he's having serious problems right now and uh, Teresa is Teresa here I didn't see her um, keep Teresa Hayward in in your prayers she starts her uh, chemotherapy treatments and uh, I saw on the uh, internet last night Paul Harris. Paul and uh, Tamara are usually right back there on the back row. And he's, uh, he's uh, hospitalized now with some serious problems. So keep, keep Paul in your prayers. 
along with all these others that are listed there. We have a really positive announcement this morning. We're welcoming another book. And I'm not talking about a songbook or a Bible. I'm talking about uh, uh, the book Family. We welcome the baby. Lucas Clay Book was born on the 31st. So we're, we're encouraged about that. The, uh, the other things I wanted to highlight are <clears throat> the uh, Winterfest, which is coming up middle of February, February 16th through 18th. So if you're interested in that, it, I don't know if it's still late to sign in. Still do it. The Winter Jam concert, that's mainly for the young people, too, if you want to uh, take part in that. I think that's all I wanted to highlight right now. If you would stand with me now, we'll be dismissed. Father in heaven, <clears throat> we're thankful for being here this morning. Uh, we're thankful for all the men who participated. Uh, we thank you for Jamie's lesson. Thank you uh, that, that we've all come here in, in like faith and enjoy company together. We ask you now to go with us as we depart here and help us to enjoy our day. And most of all, we want to thank you for forgiving our sins and promising us eternal life. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen.